everybody, and welcome back to Daily Dose of Positivity, a show where teens talk about all the uplifting and inspiring news happening in the world. Today, we're diving into a whole lot of fun, more good news after the holiday break, which wasn't a break because it's coming out on your regularly scheduled programming, but that's fun. I'm Carter Dvorak, and we have Kaylee Richman here, and we have another guest here who is back from like when we did in October, but welcome. You all can introduce yourselves. Hi guys, it's Kaylee, as usual. I hope everyone's having a great day, night, whenever you're watching this, and a great week. Hi guys, I'm Rhea, and I'm back from October, from the, and I'm the founder of Daily Dosage. Welcome, it's super fun to have you back. The October episode is like super cool, and it was super fun to do, and so it was fun to like have you back on the show. Yeah, it was super fun to do. It was. You've been doing a lot, honestly. Like, I keep seeing you post with all different like interviews <laughs> and takeovers. I'm like, heck yeah, keep going. Like this is really, it's been fun to just see you doing stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been interesting. I think I came on here and that was like my very first interviews type podcast. And then after that, I think two weeks ago, someone DM me like, oh, I watched your episode. Um, would you like to come and do an interview with us? And then after that, interview I got to do multiple more interviews and now I just have like a schedule of interviews to do for the daily dosage and I feel like that's going to help promote us really well that's incredible I'm glad because it's so fun to like you know the daily dosage is awesome (laughs) yeah for sure yeah and it's so fun to have other people on the podcast not that I don't like being with the regular host but I feel like it's fun to like spice things up sometimes and hear uh what other people have to say as well absolutely i'm here for more guests this is like a thing that i've been like like mm-hmm. i want to have more people on aside from my outstanding email to hank green which he has not gotten back to but uh i want to have like more like other podcasters on because i see really cool and i love the content they do but uh yeah yeah if you're listening to this and you want to get on the podcast feel free to reach out oh my gosh out please me. dm us yes please yes Maybe DM Hank Green while you're at it. DM Hank Green. Have him come on as well. Be a big group episode. Yeah. I'm please don't harass Hank Green. Please don't. I feel like this I feel like this is a warning I've definitely had to give up before when I'm like, guys, go tell this person to do stuff for us. And I'm like, don't do that. Wait, yeah. We definitely have before. I don't and know. It was me too. I'm like trying to incite like chaos. Guys, I promise. You're not inciting chaos in 2021. I'll tell you that much. Oh. But yeah. we're not going to get into that. Uh, this is Rhea, a good news podcast. It is. Rhea, before we get into it, I'm just kind of curious. So since we talked about having you on in October, like what has changed with the daily dosage? You're not even changed, but like what is it? What's happening now? Um. So we went through a whole different transformation of our Discord server. And we went from like, I guess, 80, I think last time to now 102. So we're making progress. We're having more people over um, and we're having more engagement as well. Like I know I used to put out daily icebreakers before and a lot of people used to just like be inactive and things like that. But because of the more people that are coming in, I think that it's been more active. And I think you've seen that too. Yeah, Like you joined there too, but yeah. There's new people. It's fun. Yeah, I've joined the Discord since the last time we talked, and it's a happening place. You should join it if you just yeah. want to, like, chat or connect or do any of that. It's very cool. I but, need yeah. to really get over my inability to use <laughs> Discord. I'm on, like, one server. I'm really so bad at it. It's for college, actually, but, yeah, I definitely, it sounds really cool, and I want to be able to use Discord better so I can join, <laughs> but I might join and just, like, creep around because I don't really know what I'm doing, but... <laughs> I think that's better than nothing. <laughs> it is. It works. And it's just like a hundreds of incredible amount of people, but it's also like feels like a smaller server where like it's not like overwhelmed. Like I've been in servers with like thousands and I'm like, I don't know when to speak. But like I feel like here you can just kind of easily start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I guess we can dive into some personal good news. It's been like three weeks since we've talked last on air. So if you guys don't mind sharing, what's been some good news happening in your lives? with me I think I just finished college apps so that's a plus point let's go I am just focusing on school thank you um just focusing on school and then these interviews are keeping me occupied and I really like going out and speaking about my like passions in medicine and STEM so I feel like 
this is the way to go now. Like after college apps, I didn't have much to do besides like exams and things like that. So I wanted to do something to like put myself out there. And I think that's like one of the good things that's happening to me right now. But yeah. Heck yeah. That's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess for me, um, the weekend, like the last weekend of break, so the first and the second, third, second, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. I like subconsciously decided I was going to be super productive from now on. And so I subconsciously started using the Pomodoro method, which I didn't even know what it was till I came across it <laughs> yesterday. But basically it's like you do 20 minutes of an activity, then like five minute break and then 20 minutes. And after like three or four, you take like a 15 minute break and you go back into that. And so like over the weekend, I had an entire chapter of uh, GoPro government and politics reading to do. So I read it using the Pomodoro method, not knowing that that was it. I was like, I guess I'll just like set a timer. And then after that, I like cleaned my room in one night. And then ever since I've been incredibly productive this week with all of my classes and stuff. I'm like doing my homework as soon as I get it. Like whenever I freeze, I've barely had any homework to do at night, not to like flex or make people feel bad, but like I've just been so productive and I'm like really proud of myself because I'm a huge procrastinator. So that's definitely been something good and hopefully I can like keep it up for the rest of the year I think because it's something I just like subconsciously did and I wasn't like okay I'm gonna be productive this year maybe it will actually stick but uh who knows we'll see yeah I get that for sure I I honestly like feel super similar and that's really fun though to like it's funny you kind of like on your own discover the Pomodoro method yeah (laughs) I really thought it was like some rebel I mean I knew that there are different systems of like doing something productive and then taking a break but I really thought like I cracked the code to life but uh someone did that before me but that's fine I will continue to use uh the Pomodoro Kaylee method well the Pomodoro Richmond method I like that heck yeah that's really fun because like I've definitely I don't do Pomodoro but I've been like trying to just be more like productive and also like focusing on like exercising and getting outside every day because like it's Michigan so we're in the 30s but like it's not the 10s and so I'm trying to like make a point of going on walks and like I've been going on the same route and like finding these two snowmen who I discovered like a week ago and every day I go to like check in on the snowman as they like progressively melt because we haven't had snow in like a week they're so cute I saw that posted and I was like oh my god they're a lot less uh like snowmen looking right about now i haven't checked today but the last three days i've just watched them progressively get worse but whoever made that yeah that's my thing is like it's a public (laughs) area and i just found snowmen it made me so happy that's my good news honestly start like a snowman challenge like if you live somewhere cold like make a snowman please make a snowman in a public space i'm like i don't cold anywhere where it snows so it's Mm. always hot here so that's yeah. yeah the last time it snowed was like december 16th or something and then there was like a f- random flurry here or there but it's just cold which is like i don't like it of course i'm now i'm choosing to stay here for the next four years maybe i should have looked at like schools <laughs> in the south but like yeah missing the snow kind of even though i also don't like the snow but it's like really pretty so you know it's complicated like day one and two of snow is awesome and then the rest mm-hmm. of the days are like eh, I mean could we just get more fresh snow because that'd be great yeah in New York in the city it's like hour one of snow is really pretty and then as soon as they start to plow it it gets like disgusting oh. and brown where I live yeah. which is like self my last episode <laughs> I said where I lived and we had to cut it out if anyone listened to the episode like right when it first came out you now know where I live um so where I live, which is in the New York, the tri-state area, that's big enough. Um, the snow like stays pretty for like a day and then it gets like a little gross. Yeah, here we just learn to appreciate like flurries as snow. I think the last time that happened was I think two years ago on New Year's. And some people said that it snowed here on New Year's this year, but I didn't see any snow outside. So there was only hail. So I guess we call hail snow. But Oof. yeah, it's always hot here. Um, right now it's like mild, but yeah. Yeah, mild's better than nothing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I absolutely. Just it's 32 degrees where I am right now, which in the grand scheme of things, 
it's been in the it's been in like single digits before, so I guess should take it as it is. But I'm also not a cold weather fan. I guess that it's 31 here, but it had we had sun today, and that's incredible. That makes me just very happy. Is like not grayness mm-hmm. is the best. Vitamin D, very essential. Vitamin D is vitamin amazing. D. Yes, yeah. I think. Yes. Right now it's 49 here, but it's sunny outside. Oh. That's so. fun. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, I'm wondering if you'll get as, like, if like warm places will get as many snowbirds this year just like because of COVID and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Anywho, uh, do we want to jump into stories if we've got nothing else to talk about? I mean, we always have stuff to talk about, but like yeah. in the realm of personal good news, uh, I can uh, start us off here. So I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Chef with John Favreau. It's very good. I recommend it. You can get it for free at some places, I'm pretty sure. Like, I think it's on a streaming service, at least one. Um, but if you've seen that, there's also a Netflix series called The Chef Show, which is also done by John Favreau. But it, he goes around with um, this guy named Roy Choi and to do a brief plot of the movie is like John Favreau plays a chef called Carl Casper who works in like a really nice restaurant, but he gives all that up to like start a food truck and travel along the West coast. And it's, you know, fun story and food and very cool. It's also like very technically revered by like chefs. Cause like what happens in movies a lot is you have like a movie about a chef and it's just like not actually accurate. And like this one's known as like a, like, this is super accurate to the movie or to like to how a chef operates, which is always really cool. But um, kind of the reason that is, is this man named, guy named Roy Choi, who like, A, lived out the plot of the movie and is like, loosely what it's based off of. He, I think, was working in like a nice restaurant in that, like, I think in like California, LA, and then decided to stop that and open up a food truck called Kogi. But um, he's also on the chef show. So if you've seen him that way, that's kind of how I got to like, know him. He has restaurants and I really want to go to them. He's a cool one in Las Vegas. But um. He has a truck called Kogi, which I think is in California. And over the pandemic, they did it back in like March or May, kind of at the like beginning of it. They've just been giving out free tacos to people like for free. And I really just loved it. Like I was seeing it on like his Instagram when he talked about it. And it recently, they did it again back in like late December, like December 27th. They just gave out like I think they set a limit of like 300 tacos and there'd just be cars lined up and apparently everyone did it really safely and like it's just really cool here he just talked about how like you know this was not like Kogi wasn't made to make money it was made to like you know be a stable of the community and like help people and so in this time of need like that's kind of our purpose and I just really liked you know that line of thinking and I think it's cool to like take this food truck and to like serve people who probably don't know where the next meal is going to come from or like you know, COVID and this pandemic has still been really tough for people, like, financially, especially. And so it's cool to, like, have this food truck just, like, giving back. And I think you can donate. When when I looked at the comments, it said you could donate at, like, kogi.com. I think it's kogifood.com. Go, kogibarbecue.com. But um, I don't see the button right now, but you might be able to donate there. So if you want to donate to this barbecue truck, you can so that they can serve people in the community. Yeah, I was just looking at like pictures of his food and stuff and it looks incredible. Like I, I'd love to try it obviously when we can travel again, but yeah. And I think this is also really like inspiring because restaurants have been hit so hard during the pandemic. I know in New York city, it's just been absolutely devastating for them, especially like when indoor dining closes and stuff like that. Um, It's just very hard for them to keep up. And so the fact that, you know, he's already in an industry that's been hit so hard and he's still finding a way to help people, I think is absolutely incredible. And so definitely if you can, I would maybe check out uh, donating for that. And also just, there's so many uh, charities and groups and maybe we can link some uh, in the show notes because I can't remember any off the top of my head, but I know there's so many that are helping restaurants stay open during this time. And I think it's so important. I've had local restaurants close that I absolutely loved going to and so mm-hmm. just like as the food industry as a whole that uh since we're t- touching on the subject I think it's important to bring that up as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think it's really cool how he's using his opportunities and like his skill I guess in order to like serve society even though like he's bringing awareness to how restaurants have been closing a lot and things like that but he's found his way around that and like in terms of helping um 
serve other people that are in need. Indeed. It's really cool. And it's like, I also recommend like, just as a plug, like go watch the Netflix chef show. Like it's so fun to watch him and John Favreau, like cook and talk about food. And like the more interviews I see about him, the more I just think he's like really cool. And there's like some fun stories about like him, like when he first started the food truck. So it's kind of been cool to like, that's not been a quarantine thing I find is just watching like chef and like chef movies on Netflix in this time. And like, I want to just travel to a whole lot of restaurants when this is over, including his one in Las Vegas, which apparently looks like it's like a deceptive restaurant, which I love. So you like walk in and it looks like it's like a convenient, like a like kind of like a drugstore, like candy store. And then like just so it's like a secret wall that opens and you go into a restaurant and it like that concept is so cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's so cool that he's just giving back. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, um, but I do want to give a shout out to my favorite Netflix food uh, docu-series, which is Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I have, yes. I watched that and I have the book, um, which it's like a cookbook, but it's way more than that. It's kind of like a cooking Bible almost, um, but that's another really great one. I love all the cooking shows on Netflix, not the like competition cooking shows, but the just like mm-hmm. docu-series ones, Chef's Table is another incredible Chef's one. Chef's Table is incredible. Think Actually, one of the episodes or whatever features the Blue Hill restaurant at Stone Barns, which I actually, in, I want to say sixth grade, went to the Stone Barns farm camp and is a part of that you get to cook in the Blue Hill kitchen. And so I, with my group, prepared a multi-course meal in the Blue Hill kitchen. And my brother's group, his age group, actually got to eat uh, food from the kitchen. So a really cool restaurant um, and just a really awesome show in general yeah i love that yeah netflix cooking is incredible i think david chang has some cool shows as well that i need to like that's the next chef rabbit hole i want to go down i was like looking into his stuff but yeah christina tosi i think we've talked about her she is a chef's table also awesome i think she's also been on the chef show but uh all very cool very cool chefs yeah so my story is about pat ormond who is a 74 year old grandma who amazingly just got her bachelor's degree in anthropology uh, from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Um, And this is 42 years after she took her first college class in 1978. But even more incredible than that, which that in its own is an achievement and props to her, but she got it on the same day as her granddaughter, Melody, who is 22 years old and also graduated from UTC, uh, again, on the same day. So a little bit about Pat. She took her first college class, as I said, in 1978 at the Kennesaw State University in Atlanta. But after one semester, she dropped out, moved to Chattanooga, and then she spent the next few decades working as an accountant, raising her family, who includes Melody's uh, dad. And she's been working um, on going to classes. She's been going to a few classes at UTC um, and picked up a little bit more once she graduated. But it wasn't until um, Melody uh, transferred to UTC from uh, a different college in Kentucky uh, to study psychology that she decided she's going to enroll full-time and they both enrolled with enough college credits to graduate together which I think is uh, really incredible and so uh, it says that her granddaughter transferred there as a sophomore so I think that they've been going to the same school together on this path for about two years I want to say um, And so I just think it's uh, just an incredible achievement to see they graduated November 20th as a part of UTC's class. And although the um, ceremony was socially distanced, so there were no audience members, the alphabetical seating meant that they got to walk on stage one after another, which I just think is so heartwarming. And, you know, as someone who is about to go to college, I think it's really inspiring to see that, you know, she didn't let her age stop her. She didn't let you know all those years she took off stop her and it's possible to you know do it all and you know it if you can't go to college at this point or you know she had a family and she was an accountant and now she's like uh got a degree in anthropology which is really cool and so you know she said she isn't planning on stopping anytime soon she's already working on her bachelor's in history um and her granddaughter is interested in getting a master's in clinical psychology so these ladies are definitely going places and uh i'm just really proud and uh, happy to see this story Heck yeah. I love that. You know what I thought was also really cool is I'm like, oh, I think I've seen this picture on Instagram and I looked it up and it wasn't. And there was another like 
granddaughter grandmother graduation pairing and that makes me like also really happy that like this is happening more than once is incredibly cool but like i really love this story of like these two like really cool women who are definitely going places in the world whether they are like many years apart like that's really cool too like because it does it does show like you can still do these things like kind of age doesn't really bear a factor in this that like you can graduate college as a grandmother and you can totally do that and that's awesome yeah so that's cool. I actually I did get this from Instagram it's like on the CNN Instagram I have my little folder of good news but yeah Same. I've definitely seen more than one uh instance of like family pairs graduating grandma uh I was about to say grandma grandpa but grandma and granddaughter <laughs> Um, and I will definitely put the picture of their graduation caps as well as, you know, other key images up. And they're so cute because they're different. Um, and But they're also matching. Like, uh, yeah. I'm assuming Melody's says, my cats got me to graduation. And then uh, Pat says, after 42 years, I'm at graduation. And they're, like, matching and just really cute. And it's just a really sweet moment to see. It is. I, I love these really caps. It's really cool how, like, she hasn't let her age, like, define her, and she still continues to go after her dreams, even after, like, raising a family, and, like, even though she's elderly, like, she still continues to get at it, and I think that's really cool. Absolutely. Sure. Like, she hasn't given up on her dreams, and she keeps pursuing them, and I feel like that's something that's, like, very important for anyone out there, is, like, keep following your dreams, no matter what puts you, like, whatever stops you. Like nothing's gonna stop you from pursuing it. Exactly, Absolutely. and I'm, I'm looking at the Instagram comments from the post that I got this from, and you know, there's someone here saying I'm 55 and just graduated from college with my son. Um, I plan on entering law school this next year at almost 60 years old. Um, I graduated college at 57. You know, all these people saying how you know learning doesn't have an age limit, and that is so true. And I think it's just, it's really cool to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, like, that's the thing. I love that this is not, like, a one-off. As cool as, like, this story is that, like, this is happening with multiple people is even better. Rhea, do you have a cool, do you have a story for us to talk about? Yeah, okay. So, mine is a lizard, and he has his own cookbook, and he's really cute, and basically his name is Lenny, and he's a one-year-old central bearded dragon, and you can see him, like, with pictures of tiny pots of soup and, like, biscuits and cheeses all over and he has a debut book called Chef Lenny Cooking for Humans. And basically this cookie was, or this cookbook was made by uh, Lenny's owner. Her name is Valerie and she's a chef and a lizard lover from Washington state. And basically she did this as um, her quarantine project as she's a mom of three. So she had a small catering business before pandemic hit. And she's been writing a cookbook for 10 years now and didn't have time to sit down and think about it. But with quarantine, she had a lot of time to like think about it. And she bought Lenny a little chef's hat from Etsy. And like he takes pictures and poses with all the food and things like that. But she says that at first she put pictures of Lenny on her Instagram and the feedback was really positive and people really liked it saying that like this made my day and things like that. But she says that Lenny um, is very pretentious and his body language is kind of crazy and he wants what he wants. Like he's very demanding and he's a snob about food. So like this project really fits him well. And she even like brings in inside like knowledge talking about how Lenny won't even eat from a dish and he wants to be hand fed everything that he would eat. And so I find that like really funny that like he's a lizard that wants to be hand fed and like he has that perfect personality for a chef and she's putting him like in a chef's costume and like made a whole cookbook about him and I just find that really cool but he looks like he would scream at me at a children's like culinary show I love it yeah this is like combining my two favorite things animal stories and like cooking and so this is like I'm in you know this is incredible and I I'm looking at this picture of him cooking a stew specifically um mm-hmm. because I recognize the pot that he's cooking it in because it's a it's a mini Lake Crusette which Lake Crusette yeah. is a cookware brand that I'm obsessed with they have like the <gasps> most gorgeous pots and they're, they're also so need cool. to last forever and they have this they have mini coquettes I think are what they call they're called um and it's four mini like serve like ramekins but they look like um like a big pot and I actually just got them for uh, Christmas and I made mac and cheese in them and so I'm like geeking out seeing so many (laughs) Lakers 
I love it. Yeah, the cookware is incredible. I, I've also, I also noticed all the like crusade. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I, I look, there's one on the cover and it's a red one, like a little red, like it looks more of like a salt pepper like dish. But I think like we have that in our kitchen. Also on the yeah. cover, Lenny's holding the knife and I don't know how to feel about it. I kind of love it. I have to, I have to look at this cover. I don't know. I think Lenny just reminds me of Remy from um, Ratatouille. Yes. Yes. Because like that was like the first time you saw an animal cooking. And like, I know he's not cooking the food, but it just, his vibe just reminds me of Remy. Like the way that she dresses him up and like poses oh him God. for pictures and things like that. I find it really cute. I love it. Can we make a TikTok musical about Lenny now? Can that be the <laughs> next thing that happens? Um, I'm down for it. You can't see I, the um, knife in the picture, but it's there. Yeah, and also, like, can we just give her props? Like, mom of three in quarantine with all these kids running around. I'm assuming, I don't know how old her kids are, but, you know, potentially doing online school and stuff. And she still had time mm-hmm. to make, not only make a cookbook, but also pose a lizard. A lizard. Which I feel like <laughs> is definitely not the easy I mean I've never tried it but I'm assuming it's not the easiest and so just huge huge props to her as well like Lenny is the star of the show here but I mean we have to acknowledge her as well of course she said that Lenny was like very expensive creature because like lizards are very expensive to keep and it's very like they're very delicate and it's very hard for you to like tend to them so the fact that she has three kids and she's like running around with them as well as Lenny the lizard and like doing all of this to like make him famous, I guess, is like very cool. And props to her for actually having the stamina to do all of this. But yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Also, I like to note the Amazon describes it as volume one, which implies there's gonna be more, and that just makes me so happy. That's amazing. Yeah. Forget what I said about salt fat acid heat being the cooking bible. I feel like this might have to <laughs> It's it. the lizard one. I would I can't stop geeking out over the like reset. Like I'm literally it's so obsessed. Cool. It's all really cool. No, I love this. Can we make like Ratatouille too, but with Lenny the the like the lizard chef? I was gonna start singing the like Remy the Ratatouille, but like <laughs> Lenny the lizard chef, but like we definitely I think this podcast would like turn to like a horror podcast if I started singing. <laughs> nah, I mean I'm also awful at singing, but like I bet you're not that bad. Oh no no no, I am. We're not gonna sing. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh, there, it's Guys, fine. next next episode is the musical episode of <laughs> Good News. Good News, a musical. Wait, okay, sorry, that's not what our podcast <laughs> is called. It's called Positivity. It's good enough. It's close enough. I was about to call it Some Good News. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> Some Good News, a musical starring not John Krasinski. Oh my god anyways anyways i digress i digress also no go ahead um no talking about like disney movies i recently watched soul because like i was thinking about ratatouille and then it just reminded me of soul and basically it was just really amazing i don't want to spoil it but it was basically about like this guy who was a middle school band teacher and he his life hadn't gone quite as he expected and basically the whole thing is all about him finding his passion and his like true passion and it discover like what it means to have a soul and I feel like that movie just gave me a lot of introspection and it was really like wholesome and I think it was just a really cute way to portray everything together and I watched it on New Year's Eve so that was like the perfect time to watch it because it like gave time for introspection and even though it's like a kids movie I feel like a lot of people could relate with it and they did yeah. a really good job just like making it yeah it's an incredible movie it's also like like Pixar definitely makes like movies that are like basically for children appreciated by adults I feel like I've, I've heard people describe this as like this is almost like a film made for adults like there's concepts in this movie that are not understandable to like a small child like but it's definitely like like the meaning of life and like purpose like that's not like a kids movie concept but I really love the like it's such a good movie it made me so happy the like I don't want to spoil it because it like made me laugh out loud but the like the way they do the Disney intro in it is my favorite just Disney intro hands down aside from the Hamilton one yeah I watched the first I want to say five minutes of it not because I didn't like it but because I'm like not really a movie watcher like I get so distracted and my whole family is watching it together so I was like I have to like I have to leave I can't stay here (laughs) because I like to 
like I'll watch a little bit of a movie and then I'll like go on my phone I'll like do other things so I was like I can't sit here and watch this through because I just don't have the attention span so I definitely want to finish it at some point but I've just heard really really great things about it and the rest of my family absolutely loved it so definitely something I want to uh, watch in the future yeah it's incredible it seems really cool and it's like Pixar has released nothing but great movies in 2020 I think I ever I've honestly I'll take that back because I'm pretty sure there's probably at least one or two that people don't like but I feel like Pixar just has some of the best movies and as someone who's not really like an animation person I'm definitely more of a a live action Mm -hmm. person I absolutely love their movies and will watch them at any day they're incredible have that attention span yeah of course (laughs) for sure no I love Pixar it's very fun uh do we have any other stories? I think there's an, do you want to talk about the other link you put on the doc, Rhea, or? Um... Yeah, I can talk about it. Okay. So basically there was an, like an amazing walkthrough holiday village that was made with lights borrowed from the Disney set at Disney World. And it's to raise millions for critically ill children. And basically this is in Florida, I think it's in Kissimmee. And it shows like a giant mushroom ice cream ice cream palace spaceship and a giant upside down toy box is really amazing like the lights and they took they called it a light a night of million lights and it's a walkthrough show that you can like walk through and they give all the sick children and families at a hospital through like give kids the world which is a nonprofit. they give them all the proceeds that they need um from or that they raise from this event And basically it was so beautiful. It was done in November and it was just there. It's kind of like a make a wish. And this Give Kids the World tries to use this money that they raised through this um, light event to support like the granting of children's wishes when they uh, open back up in January, like now. And I feel like it was just really cool because Walt Disney World Resort was able to like donate all of these lights to this place and just make this wonderful like village just light up into multiple different colors and it's really pretty this is beautiful like i'm just kind of there's a video and like pictures and i'm like this is incredible yeah it looks like a children like a child's dream like especially like during christmas time yeah just like be there and it looks like wonderland and it's just really pretty it does because i like disney at night pictures are some of my favorite pictures just like in, like in general, like the way that Disney like is lit up. So like this mm-hmm. is incredible. Like this is beautiful. Think, the vibrancy. Yeah. I think it's really cool that Disney was able to like donate all of these lights to the nonprofit so that they could raise money for a critically ill children in the hospitals. Yeah, I love that for too. Sure. It's cool to see like because this is it's not hurting. only yeah it's not only amazing for the people that are like walking through the village itself, but it's also amazing like for the story behind it for the reason like they're donating all of this money and just everything together like it has a lot of plus points to it yeah it's like good news in the layers right like you kind of you keep like you see this like this is really pretty and then you dig deep and you're like oh this donates to people and then you dig deep and like oh disney gave you them the lights and you like it's kind of fun to have these kind of different layers and like facets to this to just make it even better Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm I'm reading this here, and I think you mentioned this before, but it said that the show is projected to gross more than $3 million, which is huge. Like, that can do so much good, and that's just, like, a ton of money um, from one show, and so I think that's also incredible. Obviously, not everything in life is about money, but when we're talking about, you know, giving back to kids and helping give them their wishes, $3 million is huge. Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like through this village, like, that's, like, created – I feel like children who go to it, like with their families and things like that, they're going to have an amazing time as well as the kids that are like critically ill and they have like their last wish that they can like fulfill, you know? And I feel like that's really cool that like children from like all, like all areas and things like that are able to enjoy this and just have like a great time from it. Absolutely. It's just, I definitely, I love that. You said that really well, just like it can benefit everybody really. All this is beautiful. I love good news. I've been needing this this week, just like personal note. Like there's a lot happening right now. And I was glad to like, I went through our Instagram and I looked at all the stuff that we had saved. And I'm like, I need to share all of this right now because there's reasons to. And then I'm like, I cannot like from from Wednesday afternoon, even before that, I'm like, I'm really jazzed to like reconnect and record again. Like 
from Wednesday afternoon on, I'm like, I can't wait for Friday. I need it. Like, and so this is like, I just love seeing all this stuff. It yeah. just makes me like happy. It needs, it gives me, and hopefully the listener and everyone else, like, you know, to stay sane yeah. and everything happening. And I feel like every time that there's something bad happens or there's been like a, a tragic or devastating event, like we always try to find the good in it. Like they, when we're talking, yeah. there's a lot of stories that have come out of COVID that have been really good. And so, you know, with everything happening on Wednesday, I've been trying to search for something good and it's been hard to find. I'm not going to lie. I think there's just a mm-hmm. ton of negativity everywhere, but I think it's still like, it's, there, it's still important to look at other good things. It, I mean, I don't know, yeah. I've just been, and obviously we won't get into it too much because this is a good news podcast, but just like I've been trying to find the good and it's been very frustrating to not have that. So it's been really nice to have this podcast where it's just all about celebrating good things that are happening and not, you know, worrying about the craziness of the world. And so I'm very grateful for this podcast as always. And just like all the good news that we can find, especially like the super yeah. niche stuff that you wouldn't think about otherwise. Like all this, I would learn so many new things every week. I would have never heard of a lizard cookbook had we not been doing this podcast so I'm just like always grateful and especially in times like these to have an outlet like this absolutely um, I know I don't come on here often but like I've like watched a lot of your podcasts or like listened to Uh and I feel like it's very important to have like that positive light even if it's something small like Lenny the lizard made my day when I found him but like small things like that especially in times like these COVID-19 and like politics and things like that I feel like it's very important to have like small stories or things like find the light and everything small um I think it's very mm-hmm. important and I really like this podcast because of it because there's just a lot of good news floating around and I just think that's really cool I do yeah um it's really cool to hear that and thank you for the same thing you're like yes that's yes. really cool and I just you said that really well and I'm just really glad yeah. like man this is awesome and this is just fun to like do in times like these yeah part of me wants to like cringe because i'm like oh people really listen to my voice like (laughs) but more more than that i'm grateful that people actually listen to it and enjoy it and to hear it from you is so so incredible so thank you for that yeah i mean i'm kind of with that too but i'm also like we be like people listen like yeah like that's always so cool obviously i forget with what happened last episode but like i just forget that like people actually listen to this so like thank you to the listeners i mean it's just i don't know it's so crazy to think that like people actually listen to me and everyone just talk about this stuff like i'm so used to listening to other people's podcasts and to think that like people do the same to ours is just mind-boggling speaking of great tangent uh if you have a good news story please 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 dm it to us or email it to our email which is uh we say it at uh, the end but i think it's positivity podcast 2020 at gmail.com yes, or honestly dm our instagram or whatever because yeah. it's i'd love to do a like uh i want to say hometown because that's what they call it in a different podcast that i listen to a uh, hometown murder stories but that's a whole other thing <laughs> Um, that's the, uh, my favorite murder, by the way, one of my most favorite podcasts, but I'd love to do like a, a listener's good news, personal good news section. Cause I think that would be so fun. So please, please, please reach out. Even if it's something that you think is, you know, stupid or trivial, trust me, it's not. And it'll yeah. definitely make someone's day. Yeah. I take pictures of snowmen every day, like old, like snowmen covered in sticks and it makes me happy. And I hope like, it's not trivial. Like if it brings a smile to your face and it's, really cool and really awesome and yeah uh i think i'm gonna read so young sue was like on the start of the zoom call and then sadly had to like go and just all the scheduling things and that's totally cool but she wrote a story down so i'm just kind of gonna like might read through this this the gist of it here like there's not a whole lot of detail but um girl donates all her birthday money to a homeless man who returned her grandma's wallet which is cool so uh, i believe it's Evelyn Evelyn Topper is the grandmother, lost her wallet at a local coffee shop in California, and a homeless man returned it to Topper and Michaela, I believe is how you say that, girl, and then she donated like hundreds of dollars back to this homeless man, and I love this story, and like the graduation, I've heard this story before, I've heard the like, kind of almost on the opposite spectrum, I saw, I read a story of a homeless man donate, gave a girl like three dollars to like 
get like to get a bus ride home or like to take passage home and she in return like started to go fund me and like raised i don't know if it was millions is a lot but like definitely thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars if not more than that for like and i just really love to see those kind of like reciprocal like reciprocal reciprocal giving back instances i think are always really cool to see and so i like this story for that for sure i mean it's yeah oh go ahead go ahead i think that's really cool because like um to see like you are homeless man giving back to another person or like the other way around it's just like people are helping each other during times of need and i really like like the connections that they make with each other even though like you might not know them at first but like they leave a, a lasting impact on you and yeah and now uh, speaking of gofundmes i actually do want to plug a gofundme yeah um so this person who is part of barnard 25 um which is where i'm going to college barnard college of columbia university they have um basically they um I don't want to give like this is all written on the GoFundMe, but it could be a little triggering, so I don't want to like go through it. But basically, they need a lot of financial aid to go to college, and Barnard has um, not has not allowed them to uh, dispute it, or they haven't been able to offer more funds uh, for them. And this is their dream; they want to live in New York and become a journalist and an activist. And so um, they started a GoFundMe to try to raise the funds in order in order to help them live. And if you don't know, Barnard and Columbia are like some of the most expensive colleges in the uh, country. I think Columbia's tuition is like, or Columbia's overall expenses, like the one of the most expensive, like the most expensive college um, because it's located in New York and everything. And so far they've already increased their goal. So the original goal I think was $1,500. Now it's been increased to 3,000 and I'm just looking at it now it's increased to 5,000 so I, I would try to remember to link it uh, down below but it's basically the title is uh, tuition for gender queer black teen and so mm. if you have the means to I would strongly urge you to um, donate because the the Barnard community is an incredible community it's an amazing school and I've been really happy to just and lucky to be able to connect to ev- with everyone there and I'm so excited to go to school there and I really um, want that for everyone and so if you again if you can it's a great gofundme to check out to check out it's been active for less than 24 hours only 22 hours and the goal has already been raised twice wow so i just think that's incredible and just to see the generosity of everyone and you know a lot of people are in the same boat with like tuition being incredibly expensive and so um yeah and so i would if you want to uh, their whole story um i would definitely uh, check that out and yeah that, that's just my like little tangent that went for a little longer than I thought but I'll Heck definitely try yeah. to link this GoFundMe down below honestly I really love that definitely link that also do you get like are we good to just kind of jump into plugs now oh yeah, that yeah was of great. course that, that was a great segue really honestly that was incredible that I think that is my plug because I really don't have much else going on as usual <laughs> I feel that I'm kind of with there um I one other thing that I Paris Cares, like the one that we talk about, like on multiple episodes, is selling Girl Scout cookies. And really? like, yeah, oh. I saw this today. Of course, as a recording. Girl Scouts. Let me just say, I'm a Girl Scout. I'm proud to admit I've been a Girl Scout since first grade, and it is an incredible organization that uh, raises such amazing girl leaders. So, no surprise that she is uh, doing this. Of course. Right. Yeah. There's not a surprise. I was a Boy Scout. It was fine. We sold popcorn and nobody bought it from us. Yeah. But that's cool. My brothers like, did. No one bought it because honestly, no. it's kind of expensive. Yeah. It's really overpriced, mediocre popcorn. Although, like, shout out to if you're a Boy Scout, especially if you're an Eagle Scout, I know friends who have become Eagle Scouts and yeah. like I commend you. That's incredible. And like, it's very cool. And so, but yeah, because like, I feel like I would feel less comfortable buying Girl Scout cookies in this day and age because, like, you know, the virus and such. So, like, yeah, I think she sells them online. So you can probably buy Girl Scout cookies if you're into them. I don't know. I guess this is the season now. I don't know what Girl Scout um, cookies come so out. Pro, pro tip, pro knowledge. Um, it depends on where you live. So, like, oh. uh, my area. Because, like, there's different. Um, first of all, fun fact. So there's two different 
like named bakers that make the Girl Scout cookies. So that's sometimes why they're called different things in different places. And so also depending on where you live, your council like dictates when you start selling. So like where I live, I think you start selling in like March or whatever. I personally haven't sold in like a couple of years because more than a couple of years because no one really wants to buy cookies from the teenage Girl Scout. They're like, what are you doing? Um, but my sister does sell. And so, yeah, they sell them online, which is great. And you know, it, it does so much for the troops and stuff. I, this is your plug. I don't want to take it. No, over, no, 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 take it. Take as someone it, who has uh, like been in this organization organization for so long, the money from it, it helps Girl Scouts USA. I think that's what the overarching thing is, which, you know, does so much for so many people. Um, and it helps the troops as well. The troops get uh, a certain amount of, I think it's like 75 cents per box and then it increases if you sell more something like that but mm-hmm. um yeah and it, it honestly goes a long way like my troop has money from cookie sales since we were in first grade and now we're ho- we were always planning to use it for like a fun trip to like disney world or something and that might not happen but like um you know it's just it's a really incredible organization and like paris is incredible paris so is i think we should get her to like top seller to. I need to like we need to a get her top so we need to get her on this podcast i've been saying this for months and i just keep not sending the dm but it's like i should and i will maybe actually this week for real but uh you know you articulated that plug better than i ever could have and that was awesome yeah Rhea, if you like you can plug daily doses or anything else you just kind of want to shout out here and or anything else that you'd like where can people find you or the stuff that you do or any of that um probably okay i'm gonna plug the daily dosage again just check out at the daily dosage.20 on instagram and if you want to get in contact with me my instagram is at underscore ria.patel and basically okay i just want to plug that thank you everyone who has like helped feature me and like helped grow the daily dosage because right now it's very important for like us to grow i guess and, like, mm-hmm. I know, like, STEM Weekly, Branded Out, Aspiring Pediatricians, Globe Uplift, like, a lot of different organizations on Instagram have helped us a lot, and they've been very generous and kind to, like, conduct interviews with me and things like that, and I just feel really thankful for all of them out there, and I know they're all my well-wishers, so, and thank you guys as well, because you guys are the first podcast I ever came on, and I think that's, like, the first um, introduction I've had on like, I guess an interview and then um, just talking to other people, putting myself out there. So just thank you guys so much for having me once and again today, but yeah. yeah. Thank you, you were of our course, first yes. non-team person. Like you were the first guest on our show that wasn't like somebody who helped like make this show and like just do like non on microphone stuff. And like, that was honestly, one of like the coolest again like podcasting experiences and things to do like i want to do this again too like this has been incredibly fun yes yes for sure yeah yeah so thank you for coming on here it's been great to like chat with you i'm curious uh just a random question like do you have a favorite like article or piece or thing that you've done with daily dosage i was just thinking about this like um probably my favorite article would be what i've learned from covid19 it's in the awareness section, as well as it's been spreading around a little bit through other organizations. I know, like, I just got a notification that two minutes ago, Shattering the, Stig- Shattering the Stigma posted. Um, I work for them, and so they helped post that as well. And so they've just posted my mental health experiences with COVID-19. And I think it's just a very important read for everyone during these times. Even though I wrote it back in March, I feel like it's still very relevant. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I've read that one personally, but I definitely want to check that out. Also, you work for Shattering the Sigma. They're like yes. our next guest. They're amazing. I, I love Ishita. She's like amazing. Um, I'm actually right for them. And some of my daily dosage blogs actually get published on there. Nice. I think I might have seen a couple. I like, because I've definitely been reading through them and I'm like, oh, these are really cool. And like, I think I probably have seen your stuff then on there too. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. My computer is currently just frozen. Like I can hear you guys. My Zoom is working fine, but like the script is gone. Um, but unless you guys have something else to say, I think we can roll on out. Yeah, I mean, I just hope everyone's having a good week. 
that's all I that's all Honestly, I want. And just positive vibes to everyone. Good vibes. Drink water. Take deep breaths. Get outside yes. if you can. Do stuff that makes you happy and is it you know important to you and helps your mental health and like that's our yep. PSA for today. Yeah. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram. And follow us on I'm Instagram. That's the one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like we provide okay content. <laughs> yeah. We did some actually. We did. We've been doing some day in the life. So if you like that, yes, notes, we'll do more. And some of them, we put them on the highlights so you can watch them even though they haven't happened. And I did one, and it was really fun to make, even though it wasn't the ideal day. Uh, my school, like for the last three days, oh my god, I'm gonna go on a tangent. Go Super for quick. It. My school went for. Uh, three days remote uh right before break and so i was gonna like show you guys my hybrid learning and everything and that didn't happen but it was still really really fun to do so yeah definitely check out our instagram and yeah. email us with good news positivity podcast 2020 at gmail uh, positivity.podcast on instagram i think we wait i'm doing carter's ending you're, you're take it <laughs> take it away man should i finish it oh my i just uh, realized it um, yeah I just want to plug Lillian Morrison, our kind of editor producer, uh, oh, yes. has a podcast called Hobbridge Unmuted. Currently, it's one episode, but I loved it and it was really fun to listen to. And uh, that was cool. Otherwise, take it away. Um, okay. <laughs> this is like a lot of pressure. Um, we also do have a Facebook group called Positivity. It's not really active, but if people <laughs> want to join, we will make it active again. Uh, Oh, no, I'm not following the script. Okay, just thank you, everyone, for listening to us cover all this different news. Uh, our editing and production is done by Chesi Uche and Lillian Morrison. Graphics done by Campbell Deepkin. This has been a teacup of positive, or a daily dosage of po- daily yeah. dosage of positivity, as I can say. I've been Kaylee Richmond, joined by an incredible panel of hosts. Uh, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. I've been Carter Uh Have a great week. Be safe. Treat your mental health well.